FM. Now here's your hosts, Root and Y. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wooten Y Moneyball NFL DFS podcast. I am Josh Y. Welcome to another edition. Week 11 is here. The season is nearly over, so it's the perfect time to start playing NFL DFS on moneyball.com.au. And remember, there is free games available. There's a Hail Mary free roll, free entry, $500, uh, 500 entries, $25 up for grabs. You can build your bankroll and just and continue playing this the dollar Hail Mary Blast, the $2 Hail Mary, the $15 Guaranteed Prize Pool, and plenty of NBA, golf, A-League, EPL, everything, you name it, on moneyball.com. And to discuss Week 11 with me is Mitch Doyle. Welcome back. You won money with Jay Cutler. Amazing. <laughs> you did the impossible. You I walked, know, I know. <laughs> you walked into a tunnel. You walked into a black hole with smoking Jay Cutler. And you emerge victorious despite probably his worst game I've seen in the last probably two years. How did you do oh, it? Oh man, I don't know. Like I put Cutler in, and then watching that game, I don't even check my lineup. So like, oh man, I'm getting hammered. There's no point looking. But I go and look in because I put a couple of Zeke lineups, and Zeke was like five percent owned. So I had two or three Ezekiel uh, lineups, and obviously when he scores forty points, it doesn't matter what your quarterback scores. And I cruised into into the cash for a couple of contests, but. I deserved an awful week, and uh, Zeke came up big for me in a big spot. He was probably 5% owned because everyone couldn't afford to go Zeke and David Johnson, and yeah. everyone wanted to play David Johnson. And we said on the show that if you didn't own David Johnson, you'd be behind the eight ball. And credit to San Fran's defense. They made it a, a priority to shut down David Johnson and, and say beat us with uh, your arm, Carson, and they struggled. And Arizona really did not did not play well, and they're... Uh, they're a team that they're not as fantasy prominent as we think outside of David Johnson, obviously. Yeah, exactly right. Like that passing game, like, we keep waiting for it to click. A, eh? this doesn't happen. But... Nah. Yeah. yeah. Oh, in one of those nights, by the way, I also had Sammy Coates, so I had a zero from Sammy Coates and yep. six from Cutler and still cash. I felt that pain in my, in my season-long fantasy started Sammy uh-huh. Coates, but still emerged victorious thanks to Odell Beckham Jr. and and a superstar performance from. Uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, last week, anyway, some some hits and misses from from us. Uh, Mitchie hit on Big Ben, Cameron Bright, uh, Const- Anthony Constanzo, uh, or Catanzaro. <laughs> Sorry, Costanzo is the left tackle of the Colts. I uh, yeah, I'm struggling close. struggling to read here at 10 p.m. on a uh, Thursday evening. Just been to the cinemas to see that uh, Harry Potter movie. Solid uh, seven out of ten, and I'm not a Harry Potter fan. But anyway, uh, also you were correct on Devonte Freeman. You said to not play him, and uh, that was a, a very uh, wise move. You missed on obviously Jay Cutler, Jordy Nelson, and oh sorry, JJ Nelson and uh, Brandon Cooks. You said to sit, and he had a starring role. Uh, God damn that Hail Mary! That was an it was an amazing it was an amazing pass from yeah. from and, and fantastic from Cooks to bring it in. But like you know, eight out of ten times you probably don't emerge from that against Denver. So, well you know, credit to to Brandon Cooks on that play. Uh, I hit on that Marietta Matthews stack. Um, they found each other and Marietta had a huge day despite Demarco Murray stealing a passing touchdown from him. Uh, Darren Sproles despite not getting many carries, and Ryan Matthews actually hand, handling the bulk, even though 
Doug Pedersen said that Sproles is a starter. That doesn't make any sense. Thanks for that, Doug Pedersen. Uh, Dez, Rams defense, uh, Martellus Bennett and Christian Michael are said to sit, and that was a smart move. I missed on Dennis Pitta, who let me down. I'll never play you again. Uh, Phil Rivers had a shocker. Uh, Julian Edelman actually played well, despite me telling him to sit, and uh, Lutz Dog did not, did not come up in a big spot. So some hits and misses there, but if generally if he took our advice, the guy that won the big Hail Mary played the uh, Mariota Matthews stack. So uh, credit to him. I don't know if he listened or he's just really smart. So I- I'm going to say that he listened. I don't know. Maybe he's just smart. Yeah. I reckon he might just be smart. I reckon he listened, so I'm going to I'm going to claim that. <laughs> all right, let's get into week 11. Atlanta, Denver, the Jets, San Diego, all on by. Who's your start of the week, Mitch? For quarterbacks? Yeah, uh, at, at the quarterback position. I'm usually, as you've probably noticed, my trend is usually to pick up the cheapest, okay quarterback I can find, and it isn't one this week. And I've got a suggestion I don't like, but I'm going to give Alex Smith a whirl against Tampa Bay. 7.9K. It isn't that cheap, but he has got some occasionally in a game, a 25-point game in a season. And the Chiefs are rolling for mine. The Tampa Bay secondary, as we know, can't stop anything. So let's get. I'm giving that a roll. You give, you're giving it a roll? No, I, why not? I mean... Alex Smith, you're kind of an Alex Smith alley, aren't you? You're kind of weird. I've said him a few times on this podcast, <laughs> but I'm just, I, I just struggling to, to get behind it anymore because I think twice now I've mentioned him and he's let me down. Um, but he has, he is, he is quite reliable. I'm just, it's hard. Like I suggest him and it's fine, but when I hear someone else suggesting him, I just have to watch him play and it's just, ugh. Unless you don't want to watch your, your fantasy players, that's, that's fair. Um, I just, they're so boring to watch. So boring. Anyway. Yeah, they are. I told you they were a good team last week. They're a good team, though. They, you did it. They, you know, they, they ground out that win somehow against Carolina and stopped yeah. them. All. They were like a 99% chance to lose that game with five minutes to go, and they won. They're, are they the Memphis Grizzlies of the NFL? That is a great comparison. Thank you very much. I just tweeted that about an hour ago after watching um, some... When I got home, I was watching some Grizzlies-Clippers game, and I was like, this is like watching the Chiefs. Anyway... Uh, my start this week is I'm, I'm going again. I'm, I'm doubling down on Marcus Mariota, 8,800 against the Colts defense. I just love the matchup. He's come, he's just on fire lately. He's had at least 20 fantasy points six games in a row now, at least 30 points in four of those games. And against the Colts, he's, you know, he's really good. So he's had, you know, 600 passing yards, four touchdowns and two interceptions and averages 21 points against the Colts, so uh, I'm taking him against my lousy Colts defense, and it's like a win-win scenario. If they shut him down and we win the game and we, we march on to that uh, divisional title, despite you know Chuck Pagano keeping his job, but if uh, he rolls us, then Chuck Pagano doesn't keep his job. So it's a win-win scenario for me. Very uh, selfish pick for me, but I think Marcus Mariota is a smart player. I think you got to just stick with the uh, hot hand. Yeah, look, Mariota, I mean... How good he's playing at the moment. Chris Wessling has an absolute man uh, crush. You know what he's got? He's got. He's got. He's got a, a chub going for Mariota at the moment. He loves you, but yep. he's just a great player in the league to watch in this league. And his legs can extend plays as long as as well as he's like his deep ball at the moment. Just amazing. Yep, he's uh, connecting on all cylinders. I'll go with my sit this week. It is Carson Palmer. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan. He's scored 16 fantasy points in less in five of eight games this season. And it's hard to trust him this week at Minnesota. You know, the Vikings defense has struggled a little bit lately, but still they're averaging 12.5 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks, and I just can't trust 
Carson Palmer, and I trust Minnesota's defense more despite the last couple of weeks. So at that price, I'm not touching Carson Palmer. I probably won't be playing him for the rest of the year, to be honest. Oh, it's disappointing. I, I, who wasn't riding that Cardinals Express last year? It's a great offense, and it's just gone. It, Carson's arm's gone with it. Well, probably the main catalyst for it going, really. Yeah, and his confidence. I think he just doesn't trust. I don't know. It's just... It seems to be a combination. I think I think it's not all Palmer. Like, there's a lot of drops and, and stuff from J.J. Nelson that led to some picks and whatnot last week. But the offense just looks stale. Yeah, I agree with that. It feels like my Packers offense. Yeah. But they're leaning on David Johnson, though, which, you know, with this, how good he is. Yep. Good asset for them. Um, my sit this week is purely out of bitterness. <laughs> out of <laughs> poor fine. Tony Romo. That's fine. So I can't any good soul play Dak Prescott this week with Tony seemingly done in Dallas without injury. I can't play Dak at 8.3K against Baltimore because I'm bitter, and I hate you if you play him as well. <laughs> and Baltimore's <laughs> the number two defense now in DVOA. So uh, even though I think they're susceptible to a, to a deep passing game, that's not how the Dallas offense really operates. They only strike deep when it when they have to. Um, it's all Zeke, mm. so we'll wait and see. That's... That's a popcorn matchup, that one. Zeke versus the number one rushing defense in the NFL. Um, my contrarian play this week's Blake Bortles. I know that's so, it's so hard to trust Blake Bortles right now. Uh, you know, throwing at his receiver's feet operate, you know, results in an interception right now. It just seems to be that type of moment for Blake Bortles. But at $8,000 against Detroit's defense, they're just terrible. They've allowed quarterbacks to complete 74.1% of their passes. And they've allowed 20 touchdowns and only had four interceptions this year. So they're, the, they're they're statistically the worst pass defense in the NFL right now. So it's a really good matchup, and no one will be playing Blake Bortles. So it's no, it really on, is a do or die. You can be on five points with five minutes to go, and you still score 25 easily. Don't worry about it. <laughs> he, he's awful though. <laughs> I just I can't bear to watch him play at the moment. Another yeah. team that was a great offense last year. I can't watch Blake Bortles. No, I don't blame you. He's uh, it's it hurts your eyes to watch him. Like he's not a quarterback yeah. right now. It's uh, it's like watching a safety try and play quarterback. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Mike. That's all right. Mike Perryin is Russell Wilson at eight point two k against Philly, and we know Philly's uh, defense is strong. Really good front seven that'll probably cause issue for the. Uh, Seattle line, but at that nice little cheap price for Wilson, 8.2K is underpriced to me. His legs are working. He'll extend plays. He'll avoid the rush with his legs and probably, you know, I think they might torch Philly in this one, just putting it out there. They're, they're on that late season run again and they're going to put themselves in one of the Super Bowl contenders in my book, so I feel mm. like he's going to have some big scores coming up. I feel like the matchup suits Philly, though. I... Uh... We're getting into it. I think it does too. But peeling the curtain back a little bit into tomorrow's podcast with, with Woot when we do the lines for this week. But I don't know. I feel like that front seven can really be disruptive. And we've seen that offensive line really struggle when the pressure's on. And the Patriots couldn't do that. So Seattle match up well against New England. But I'm not sure if they match up well against Seattle. So I think you're right. If Russell Wilson is going to have a big game, it's going to have to be on the legs and, and evading rushes and hitting that deep ball. So... Uh, I think many will be avoiding because of that matchup. So it's a it is a contrarian, very similar to to Blake Bortles. There'll be a low ownership percentage there. So 
Um, not a bad contrarian play from you. Moving on to the running back position, I'm going with LeGarrant Blount at six thousand one hundred. Uh, sorry, eight thousand one hundred versus San Frank. Boy, if it was six thousand, that would just be must start territory. But LeGarrant Blount's playing against the 49ers defense. Um, they they no defense allows more fantasy points to running backs than the 49ers, despite their improved showing last week against David Johnson. But they're allowing an average of 28.5 fantasy points, and they've allowed 15 touchdowns to, to running backs. And the line in this one's about 13.5 points, so I feel like New England are going to be in control of this game for a lot of it, and it feels like a very much a LeGarren Blount game where we'll see him running the ball out, running the clock out for most of the second half. Yeah, look, this that's the play of the week for me. I, I would have taken him if you hadn't already selected Blount, uh, Blunt, but... We, I know the 49ers defense did, were, were, did well last week, but I want to back them being awful seven out of eight weeks against the run and think that uh, Blunt's going to score some points. Yep, and they sort of made it a conservative effort to, to really shut down Johnson. You can't really go into a game and say, all right, we're shutting down Blount's our priority because it, all it does is just open up the field for Tom Brady. So it's a totally different story against the Patriots. Yeah, agreed. Um, I've gone lazy with my start this week. I really don't like the running backs much this week. I'm all over wide receivers, but I've gone Le'Veon Bell at 9.5K against Cleveland because the Steelers need to go on a run here. We know Cleveland are awful, but Le'Veon's getting touches all over the field. We saw it last week. He's in the slot. He's out wide in the backfield. He's averaging over 80 yards on the ground and 50 yards receiving. But he's only like the third player to do that, I think, after Marshall Falk full-time did a couple other blokes. So he's having a, he's actually having this sneaky good season. We haven't noticed him because he hasn't had any touchdowns, but they're coming. Yep, and yeah, he was so patient last week. I know the box score looked great for Zeke, but some of those runs with Le'Veon Bell just sort of stopping mid-run and letting the, the holes develop and like then cutting so fine. It was... God, he's fun to watch. That's... He's a hell of a player. Uh, moving on to running back sit. I've gone with Terrence West, 5,700 versus Dallas. Um, I'm really worried about the Ravens' offensive line. Marshall Yanda and Alex Lewis are out. Jeremy Zultar is also playing hurt. So it's it's a really banged-up offensive line. And Terrence West is only averaging 2.2 yards per carry when Marshall Yanda's out. That's how big of a difference he is. He's such a great offensive lineman and such a good player. I think he was... Like PFF's number three overall player last year, uh, he he's huge for them. So I can't really trust Terrence West right now. Two point two yards per carry is ugly. Plus Kenneth Dixon's just a better player, so I don't think West is gonna hang on to that job for too much longer. And I don't trust him at five thousand seven hundred dollars. I'd rather play my contrarian. I may as well just go straight into that, and then you can double down. Uh, mine's Rob Kelly this week. I want to ask you, what's a better nickname for Rob Kelly, Fat Rob or R Kelly? I like all the ignition jokes. Yeah. So so I'm going R. Kelly. So I think they're great. Uh, I just love, I don't know, <laughs> Fat Rob is just so funny because, like, when we called Eddie Lacey Fat Eddie, people got annoyed, but Rob Kelly's really embraced the Fat Rob thing. So it's it's really tough, but ignition jokes are really hard to go past. But he's had oh, a He le- likes Fat Rob. Yeah, he does. He okay, really... it's, okay, I'm in then. If he likes it. Yeah, it's a bit different to <laughs> Doug Martin, who hates muscle hamster, uh, hamster, but... Um, did a starter. Yeah, Kelly's good. He's had at least nine fantasy points the last two games as a starter. He's been a huge upgrade for Matt Jones, and he's playing a Packers defense that, you know, has been pretty good against the run, but the last three weeks they've allowed, you know, the running back to score a touchdown. So 
I just think this might be the perfect opportunity in a high-scoring game where we'll see Rob Kelly, you know, take a one-yard carry into the end zone, and he's only four thousand six hundred. That's insanely cheap uh, for the matchup, and it should be a shootout. Should be high-scoring fair. I like Rob Kelly. Yeah, I think McCarthy. It's quite obvious he's lost the dressing room to me, and that defense is not putting in at the moment like they were at the start of the year. Yep. So running back against Green Bay receivers, tight ends. You see value there. Have a, have a pop. Anything. Have a pop. Like they're, they're giving up on plays. Gave them plenty of plays last week. I so, think. Like, yeah, I think the. I think Green Bay is fantasy gold right now. Like games involving them are all are going to be high scoring because Rogers isn't a quitter and he'll keep throwing and firing and doing all his doing all he can to keep Green Bay in it. The the defense has just lost so many players and it's just so banged up right now. And you're right, they've probably quit on their coach. So. Their, their games are often shootouts, and we saw that last week. Well, yeah, I mean, how much do you expect out of, you know, Dayton Jones or the Tony Jones, when you want to call him, and Julius Peppers at this point? Like, and when we're leaning on those guys with a lot of injuries, we're having those guys in the field way more than they should be. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, I'll go to my sit and my contrarian. My first sit is Mark Ingram at 6.9K against Carolina. And I know it's Thursday night football and we like running on Thursday nights, but that Carolina front seven has lifted, lifted its game since the bye, in mm-hmm. my opinion. And we always see Buckingham on the rocks kind correct. of this season. And that's really a pass offense now. And I, I can't touch him at price. I'm a contrarian, and I hate this contrarian because I'm not a fan of James Starks. But James Starks got all the work last week. He's 4.7K, playing Washington, and he's going to be in there on passing and running downs for the package. He's a three-down back at the moment, so maybe Christian Michael is worked in, or maybe Ty Montgomery gets up his snap count. But that's a pretty good price for a running back who's in a shootout, as we said. I think they're both good plays, Rob Kelly and James Starks this week. You're not worried about C-Mike taking too many carries this week? Like, what do you... What do you expect? You're a Packers fan. Can we see a lot of Christian Michael this week, or is Mike McCarthy very conservative with like? I don't. I don't think Michael. He, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he was in an act, inactive this week. If he's active, he might get. If you remember when Niall Davis debuted for the club a couple of weeks ago, he only played two or three snaps, and it's pretty conservative with with, he, with new players. Mike McCarthy has been for a long time. I mean. He's been afraid of bringing in long players who, who yep. you know, even bringing Jordy Nelson back this year. Jordy Nelson's been a year out. He's afraid of giving him touches. Mm, okay. afraid of t- yeah, so. so I feel like conservative. And, you know, if you've got Christian Michael in a, in a in your season long, I wouldn't drop him, but don't expect anything for a couple of weeks. Yep. All right. I agree. Uh, I like Starks. But it could, be, it could be goal line back, though, Christian Michael in like a week or two because we haven't got one. Yep. So that's why his value will come. That's uh, touchdowns. That's what he was doing with Seattle. Even when he wasn't getting a whole heap of carries, he was still getting those short yardage situations, which is fantasy gold. Moving on to the running back, uh, wide receiver position, and you said you know Le'Veon Bell was a bit lazy. Mine is lazy in terms of wide receiver. AJ Green, nine thousand dollars versus Buffalo. Uh, I know it's a lazy pick, but you know AJ Green leads all wide receivers in plays of thirty plus yards, and Buffalo's. Corners, Ronald Darby and Stefan Gilman. Gilmore allowing the first and second highest percentage of 30-plus yard plays per target in the NFL. So you just put two and two together, and it's just going to be big A.J. Green game. I just feel he's going to have a huge one. And Buffalo, they rank dead last in the NFL against number one wide receivers. The average is eight catches for 81 yards. Um, oh. So this is against you know the cream of the crop. So 
um, 10 catches easily for AJ Green. I think, in, you know, this is a half point PPR format, and then I think you're going to see a touchdown in at least 100 yards. So he's he's a guy I think I'm anchoring my, all my lineups around this week. Yeah, poor AJ Green. The fantasy community knows how good he's been this season, but because he's a quiet guy, you never see him on like Sports Center or anything. Like, no. oh, you always Beckham and Antonio Brown and these guys. But AJ Green's having the best season of all of them in my book. Yeah, he's uh, he's just so good. I, I love it. I love that he's still underrated as well. It just means somehow yeah, it's good for it's good for DFS because no one plays him. He's never. I play him almost every every other week. I pretty much play AJ Green, yeah. and yet nobody ever plays. He's always on ownership, and he's balling out. Yep. All season he's been fantastic. It's um, been done. My my start this week is tying into my contrarian at quarterback with Russell Wilson. I just feel like Doug Baldwin is underpriced at seven point one k. I know we've said the matchup isn't fantastic, but with the kind of work Doug's getting again now, it reminds me a lot of the end of last season. I know it's lazy to say that, but nah. That's the numbers fair. are there already. The numbers are there already. It was the same week nine as when they kicked in last year too. And yep. there's obviously some other really good plays in Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham this week and AJ Green. But Doug is at a pretty nice price that you can put him in there and then you know spend up on Le'Veon Bell at running back. Yeah, he he should be around eight thousand at least. So he's yeah. nine hundred dollars cheaper than he should be. So that's just insane value. And you're right. Like this is when Seattle kick into gear. I think. Can't remember who tweeted it out, but someone tweeted out the last five years of DVOA, and it's just crazy how low Seattle are when they start the season, and then it just kicks in around week eight and nine, and then they just end up finishing week seventeen as the number one team or number two team in DVOA. Like that's just the way they they roll. And Doug Baldwin is is you know kind of the same. It just takes a while for him and Russ to to warm up. So uh, outstanding play. Uh, any others? You know, wide receiver starts. I, I know you got some other names written down on our uh, on our document here. Oh, I just dropped them. New speaking then, like you know, they're obviously great plays. I didn't put them down as starts, but Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham have amazing matchups this week. They're both top price for Cleveland and Chicago. Yep. For both of those guys, easy to see at hundred plus yards and two touchdowns for both of them. Exactly. Uh, my wide receiver sit is Devante Parker this week, and I know it looks juicy because of the uh, the price. He's five thousand six. Uh, sorry, just five thousand flat. I think I'll just double check that. But he's got a he's coming off a really good game. He is five thousand flat, and it, it does seem really enticing at the price. And he had a good game. He had five catches, one hundred and three yards last week. And on paper, you think, oh, LA, it's not a bad matchup, but. I don't think it's that good. I feel like the Rams' secondary is underrated because their front seven's so good. So their pass defense is 12th in DVOA, and he'll be lining up against Tremaine Johnson, who's been outstanding in coverage when he's healthy. So I just think Devante Parker is a fade this week, but I do like some of his matchups moving forward uh, for season-long leagues and other weeks. But this week, I'm just avoiding Devante Parker. Do you reckon he's a pick-up play for his season-long? Yeah, I've picked him up. I really like his schedule uh, for the rest of the way, like especially for your playoffs. Uh, he has a back-to-back weeks of uh, New York, Jets, and Buffalo for your fantasy playoffs. So you're talking about two of the worst secondaries in the NFL right there. And Miami might be playing for their season at that point because they are just rolling a little bit. So it's not completely garbage-time games for them. Yeah, I'm with you there. They 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 look it's weird. I can't believe Brian Tannehill's looking good. It's been waiting a long time. He's uh he's played well. Um, Adam Gase has done a terrific job. Uh, I'm going to mention that on the pod probably tomorrow. But um, you know, if they somehow make the playoffs, he's a coach of the year candidate. 
Yeah, I agree on that. Um, my sit this week, I hate this guy. I really like Terrell Pryor, but again, look at that price range, 7.1K. He, he's a bit steep for... Same price as Doug Baldwin. Exactly right. For what, and even another guy, Jamison Crowder, is doing real well at that price. My, um, Kelvin Benjamin's 100 more. It's a bit, Des Bryant, 7.3K. Yep. Like, you can't be playing at 7.1K. You can't be playing Terrell Pryor now that Corey Coleman's back and that the Browns just look like they've given up. Mm, I could not agree more. The price is just a big deterrent. Like, I probably wouldn't play him at 5000 at this point, um, especially with Corey Coleman back now. Uh, they'll be looking to get him more involved. Uh, my contrarian this play, this week is Devontae Adams at 7200 versus Green Bay. I just mentioned before that I like playing at least someone against Green Bay and someone on Green Bay each week, and Devontae Adams is is killing it right now. Uh, in, over the last four weeks, he leads all wide receivers in targets and fantasy points. Looks like Josh Norman will be lining up on Jordy Nelson, so Adams should draw Rashad Breland, who is allowing the eighth most PPR uh, per target, eighth, eighth most PPR points per target this season. So that's a really good matchup. And Washington ranked 32nd against number two wide receivers this season. And I think Devontae Adams is probably your number two wide receiver right now. Oh, he, he definitely is. Cobb hasn't looked that great in the last couple of weeks since his hamstring injury. And Adams yeah. is getting the targets. Like he's definitely the number two at the moment. It, it's good to see him. You know, one of the few bright sparks of the Packers this season, a guy that we had high hopes for that had a really bad season last year. Good to see him having some games like this. Yep, good uh, bounce back. And making plays. Yep, exactly. There's a great downfield catch he made last week. You know, tip of his fingers fully stretched, and he, he, made, he made a play on an overthrown ball. It was good to see. It's a, It was refreshing uh, to see. And it was. Okay, my contrarian, I've got a couple of names written down here, but my real contrarian, Eli Rogers, 4.7K against Cleveland. Not expecting huge production, but I, you know, I could see 60 yards, four for 60, and a touchdown, possibly against Cleveland. I'm backing more the the, uh, the Steelers to put a score on. Uh, I also don't mind if Jerry Macklin's out. Tyreek Hill against that Tampa secondary, 5.2k is nice, and pretty much any of the uh, wide receivers for the uh, for the Patriots this week against the 49ers, I like. But Edelman's at 6k without Gronk, you probably see more targets, mm. and he's well due a touchdown. Yep, especially if Macklin's out. Tyreek Hill was a great stack with Alex Smith for yourself. If yeah. you think Alex Smith's going to have a good game, then Tyreek Hill will be a big part of that, especially if Jeremy Macklin's out. Probably helps God. Probably helps imagine, Alex Smith that Macklin's out because Mac, Macklin just runs deep. Imagine winning money on a Chiefs stack. Yeah, <laughs> that would be better than winning with Jay Cutler as your quarterback. That's amazing. Yeah, you're right. It would be. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, moving on to the tight end position, uh, you stole my start this week, but uh, that's okay. I got a backup start, and his name is Jack Doyle, and he's five thousand three hundred dollars versus Tennessee. Uh, you know, Tennessee twentieth in DVOA against tight ends; they allow about seventy-two yards a game to them, and then that kind of links up perfectly. Last time he played them, he had nine catches, seventy-eight yards, and a touchdown. So that was just week seven. So plenty of targets for him. He's had at least nine targets in two of his last three games, and I just want you to think to yourself, Mitch. Where will you be when Jack Doyle gets selected for the Pro Bowl? That's amazing. Where, and where will, where will you be when he's named the Pro Bowl MVP? I'm going to claim he is a cousin or some sort. Because yes. no one will be able to prove me wrong. And will your <laughs> family be in attendance when he takes his acceptance speech and his bust and goes into Canton? 
I, I could, um, well, I'm going to be over there week 16, week 17 this season. So I might be there for the Pro Bowl Jack Doyle hype. Yeah. So I'll get, I'll get on board. Lead the charge because Jack Doyle is sensational and he is still so underrated as a tight end. Anyway. He's so like cheap at Moneyball. I love like, How's his price like gone up? I don't know. 5,300 against Tennessee. He owns Tennessee. Jack Doyle owns you, Tennessee. 5,300. <laughs> Second best player of the week at tight end, apart from your play. Yeah, so mine's pretty obvious, and he might be highly owned, but I'm not going to miss him. But Martellus Bennett at 5.6K against the 49ers with Gronk likely out. Well, I don't know. Is he is he ruled out yet? Definitely out. He can't catch, a, can't catch a plane because um, of the injury. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, he's out. Although, like, do you transport the Gronk in a plane? Like, I thought you'd just pack him up in a box and you can just <laughs> ship him in Australia Post, uh, Australia Post, FedEx, just FedEx him there. He's yeah, breaking down into his parts and just take and just fly the scientists over and just put him back together. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly right. And he absolutely torched Cleveland when they played another week matchup early in the season. Like, it, yep. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him just ruin San Francisco this week. Yep. He's 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 an underrated player in the league, Martellus Bennett, and I can't believe somehow we let him all go. Everyone let him go to the Patriots. Don't yeah. know how that happened, but you know here we are. Because of the attitude, apparently he's got some sort of attitude problem. Apparently, being a, a black guy that's creative is it's, it's perceived. Is, yeah, he's perceived as an attitude problem. It's ridiculous. He's the fourth highest scoring tight end in fantasy. Well, there you go. And that's like that? a couple of really average weeks. And yeah, he's, he's doing that. And you, this is the rare opportunity where you get him against a bad defense without Gronk. It's just the stars have aligned for, for Gronk, uh, for Martellus Bennett. He's actually scored more than Gronk this year. I remember, I know Gronk was out, but... Yeah. Yeah, like Gronk's missed games, and his, Gronk's already the two, four, six, eight, ninth best tight end in fantasy despite missing, like, a month. It's amazing. God's a freak. <laughs> uh, my sit this week is Zach Ertz. Uh, are we sure Zach Ertz is good? <laughs> We did this two weeks ago. <laughs> I know. He's done nothing. He's done... These are the these Wait. are the, these are the tight ends that have more fantasy points this year than Zach Ertz. You ready? Vernon Davis, Lance Kendricks, Jacob Tammy, C.J. Fedorowicz, the pass catching Texan Jew, and Vance McDonald, <laughs> and a guy called Jesse James. Like, not a rogue cowboy that's escaped from nineteen ten. That's the... a person. That's just unbelievable. Yeah, like, I don't get it. Like, we, we were talking about this two weeks ago, how he's a fantasy myth. Then he had a decent game against the Giants, and all of a sudden he's on every single waiver uh, wire article. Yeah. I don't fantasy even, analysts love him. I don't, What's going on? I don't even think he's a good football player, to be honest. No. Like, I don't I don't get it. I, I don't get it. He hasn't scored a touchdown all season, and I'm not playing him this week because he won't be scoring his first touchdown this season because he's going up against the two androids that shut down the New England androids in some intergalactic <laughs> war last week that we saw on Sunday Night yes. Football. I was like watching Transformers because you had Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor laying hits on Martellus Bennett and Rob Gronkowski. I felt like I was seven years old watching Transformers in my pajamas eating Cocoa Pops. <laughs> That's what it felt like to me last week, and I'm not starting Zach Ertz, who can't no even way. play against those androids. So I am no, no Zach Ertz. It hurts. It doesn't hurt, actually. No, Zach Ertz. No, it, it, it makes sense. Like, I'm a, uh, I'm a Packers fan, so I hate the Seahawks, as I should, but I love the Legion of Boom. I'm just saying, I just, I love it. So they, yeah. they're going to shut him down. They he's he's going to yeah. mess up. They play so, they play so tough. I love it. It's just, that's what I want my defense to play. 
I'm jealous of Seahawks fans that you get to watch that every week. And, yeah. you, and you have a franchise quarterback. It's not fair. Yeah, and they're a secondary that fights back. I'm so sick of cornerbacks just getting torched all the time. They're, they're a physical secondary. I love it. Yeah, it's great. It's refreshing. Exactly right, it is. Uh, my ship this week, Kobe Fleener, 5.6K oh, against stinks. the Panthers. Yeah, your mate, Kobe Fleener. Uh, kind of not really been part of the offense for the last five weeks. Just not a feature. I know he did quite well against Carolina the last time out, where yep. he um, got that rushing touchdown, but that's not happening. <laughs> That's, That's just insane that he had a rushing yeah, touchdown. Rushing but touchdown. I could have told Saints fans that this is what you're going to get from Kobe Fleener this year and uh, featured on Chris Wessling's uh, biggest f- f- uh, free agent flops of the season, and he was featured on that list. And, yeah, I agree with you. Like, he's making yeah. Josh Hill relevant. That's how bad he's been. It's just it's crazy. Uh, you know, Josh Hill was everyone's favorite sleeper last year. Just did not pan out. <laughs> uh, my contrarian play this week is Ladarius Green at 5,100 versus Cleveland. Uh, had his, you know, long-awaited debut for the Steelers last week. You know, got his feet a little bit wet with three catches and 30 yards. And, you know, he was targeted on a two-point conversion. So, you know, he got that, he got those snaps in and those reps in and, and build on that chemistry with big men. So it should be much improved this week and he should see some more playing time. And he faces the worst defense in the NFL to tight ends. So I can see him scoring his first touchdown of the season. He'll score a touchdown before Zach Ertz does. So it'll only take Ladarius Green a game and a half where it's going to take Zach Ertz probably <laughs> nearly this season. Yeah, Ladarius Green, they tried to get him involved already, which is good to see because they do need another weapon on that offense somewhere. They need one. And exactly. like, maybe he's the answer. I hope so. They, uh, they signed him. It was a really good deal. So uh, I'm glad that he's sort of come healthy for the right, you know, at the right time. I agree. We've all been waiting for Darius Green to break out for like three years. Maybe he's our other Zach Hurts, but there's potential <laughs> to do that at at Pittsburgh. Exactly. Uh, my play this week, and you've mentioned him earlier, but Vernon Davis, my contrarian. 5.1K against Green Bay. That's right. Vernon Davis is relevant in fantasy again. 2013. Yeah, exactly right. But it's four games in a row he hasn't scored under 10 fantasy points. Yeah. That's fantastic for a tight end. Wow. Up against a weak tight end defense, and they're running two tight end sets. So I feel like him and Jordan Reed could both ball out in this game, but I chose Vernon Davis as my contrarian because 5.1K, really cheap, and you're not going to see his name on many lineups. No. So that's simple. That's what you want your contrarian. Jordan Reed might be highly played. Mm. Ooh-wee. <laughs> What's your favourite uh, Kirk Cousins uh, saying? You like that or ooh-wee? I feel like you like that was more natural. I feel like ooh-wee was when he saw the camera. He did something. Yeah, but apparently so... it's not his catchphrase. Apparently it's like um, one of their other, like it's like one of their linebackers. Um, one of their linebackers kept saying it the other week or something, and it just got stuck in everybody's head. So I think he just wanted to let it rip for the cameras. So I kind of like the That's ooey. Right. Um, you know, it's not. I don't mind it. Yeah, he tweeted that it wasn't his line. It was just like it was his line. I can't remember who it is. Someone Mason, and like he just, yeah, kind of. It's kind of a funny sound. I, every time I hear it, it, makes me giggle. So I know it annoys some people, but I don't really care. Uh, no, yeah. I like it. I like Kirk Cousins doing that kind of stuff. He cops it, but it's like, come on, he's just having a bit of fun. Yeah, <laughs> Look, I, I love ripping into Kirk Cousins as a player, but he seems like an all so right guy. I... He seems like a bit of a dork, and it's it's cool. Uh, all right, moving on to defense. I'm taking Miami this week, 4,300 against LA. Uh, Jared Goff starting, so you're getting a rookie trying to find his feet in the NFL. First start, you've got Ndomik and Sue and Jordan Phillips and... Cameron Wake just 
beaming at him, scaring the living daylights out of him. I can see them, you know, getting some plays, and they've done a pretty good job on defense the last couple of weeks. They've had six sacks, six interceptions, and two touchdowns the last two weeks against the Jets and the Chargers. So they've had at least 15 fantasy points as well. So, uh, I, you know, I kind of, you know, similar to Marcus Marriott, I ride the hot hand. I've picked them up in season long. I actually dropped Minnesota's defense for Miami this week. So uh, I think Miami are a pretty good matchup, and they're a good price, 4300 You dropped Soda. Yeah, the last couple of weeks it's been like two and threes, and yeah, I just yeah, no, thank you. No, they look tired. They look tired. I didn't like their, so on the field too much. Yeah, and you're thinking of playoffs too. For you got to look at schedule ahead, and I'm I'm picking up Miami. I I mentioned Devontae Parker's playing the Jets in Buffalo. I like those matchups for Miami's defense as well, heading into the playoffs. I can't believe after all the years as well, Miami looking like a football team. We've all watched, they always, every other year we're like, they're coming back. But and got, it's happening. Yeah, but they've always had talent. Like, they've always had talented yeah. teams. It's just never, like, the, it's just the coaching and the scheming has never been right. And Adam Gase, you know, he benched players early on in the year and, like, he's taught a lesson to Byron Maxwell and Kiko Alonso and, and J.H.I., but look at all three of them. Like, they've just been killing it the last couple of weeks because he's said he's not, you know, he's not around. Like, he's actually being serious and stuck to his word. And I give him full credit. I like Adam Gase. I think he's great. So do I. I love to see Miami do well. Somebody at some point's got to sort of challenge the Patriots at the mission yeah, they've somehow. Got it, they've got it too easy. Like, you got to you got to push him a little bit and start to, you know, changing the guard because you can't have Brady just winning divisions at 45 years old because someone needs to take charge. Yeah, I agree with that. By the way, on the Patriots... Tom Brady never played the 49ers. That's weird, isn't it? you see it? that? Yeah. Or, no, he's first never... time this week. Is it the first time against them or first time in San Fran? Sorry, to play in San Fran. Yeah, sorry, okay. sorry, sorry. yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, that's... Bizarre, right? It is absolutely insane. Like, he's been playing for... I think the year they did play in San Fran, he was injured. So, um... Yeah. Or suspended for some form of cheating. So, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, who's speaking of the Patriots? Are they your defense this week? <laughs> they are. Yes, they are. I, I like Miami because they more, cheat. For, yeah, exactly. But a cheap, a cheapish defense. And at some point, Colin Kaepernick's going to be Colin Kaepernick. He's going to throw a couple picks. I liked, and, uh, I liked what I saw from him last week, though. He has. A, he has a pretty good. But I'm still betting on like Colin Kaepernick coming back. Can you believe Just, he didn't vote? What, yeah. Look. It's very rare I agree with Stephen A. Smith, but his take on Colin Kaepernick was right. Uh, I've never seen that bloke again now. I thought he went a little bit extreme. Like he, he's in California, where like doesn't you didn't really need to vote because like it was yeah, but still thousand percent going to Hillary anyway. Yeah, but that's the attitude that gets forty nine percent of people not voting. Yeah, but then he could have just like, he could have just said he voted. Like he didn't have to say no, I didn't vote. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, Stephen. Uh, I was watching a bit of first take today, and I don't agree with what's coming out of his mouth. But my god, my god, he's great on television. He's he's thoroughly like plays it up to the camera. He's so dramatic, and I'm thinking, oh, he's so good at his he's job. He's so it's media trained. Yeah, it's uh, it's just the, the I, words. I remember being a young Australian trying to get into American sports and actually listening to Stephen A. Smith when I was like 13. Do you remember yeah. those days? Yeah, like, I remember on. staying up and watching it at night, and I was like, yeah, they're great. But now I'm like, what the hell? Max Kellerman's too good for that show. I like Max. It's weird. Yeah. He tries to be too hot takey. It's not working for you, mate. Yeah, but some <laughs> of his hottest takes that people don't like where he mentioned stuff about Brady, and he actually said if you isolate Andrew Luck, he's the best player in the league. And I was like, I like you, 
Max Kellerman. And the one you like him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but you're right. Patriots D against Cap. It's they're going to be behind the eight ball, throwing a lot. You know, uh, defense that'll be you know eager to shake off last week and pounce on a few errant passes. You might see a pick six or two. Uh, mm. Definitely like to play. Two hundred dollars cheaper than Miami if you can't afford Miami. When you're putting your defense and kicker in last, it comes down to trying to squeeze in yeah. and take sacrifices. But you've got to be careful because sometimes they can win you the round. Uh, Matt yeah. Prater is my kicker, four thousand seven hundred. What's the golden rule with kickers, Mitch? Uh, just pick whoever Y picks. That's, that's my golden rule. The golden kicker is start kickers <laughs> against Jacksonville. Just whoever's playing Jacksonville. It's one of the like safest things in fantasy this year. It's crazy. Um, five of the previous seven kickers against Jacksonville have scored at least 10 fantasy points in standard leagues, and five kickers have made at least three field goals in a game against Jacksonville. And then Prater's just been on the money, including that 58-yarder that sent the game to overtime a few weeks back. So Prater's great. 4,700. Bank it. Kickers against Jacksonville. It is a DFS golden rule this season. <laughs> Yeah, so once you've got past wise kicking recommendations, you don't really need to listen to my one, but I'll throw one out there anyway. San Lequetanzaro against Minnesota, because I feel like, again, we've said it already that Arizona offense uh, sputters this year. There's kind of some big plays every now and then. They've got some good David Johnson plays, but they haven't got touchdowns in him at the moment. And if they, you know, they're probably getting field goal range a couple of times, I'm feeling. And maybe his form's turning. He was okay last week. I'm just because he's cheap. I'm throwing his name out. Yeah, there. he is very, very cheap. But uh, you know, I think I'm the kicker god this year. I think I've hit on kicker more than any other position. But anyway, all right. Well, that's our that's our picks this week. Uh, of all your picks, my uh, my absolute pick lock of the week is AJ Green. I think he is. I'm guaranteeing that he'll go off this week. Uh, who who are you locking down from your picks? Are we doing locks of the week now? <laughs> yeah, we are. We are. Um, Okay, I'm going really easy. I'm locking down left valve, 9.5K. Yeah. Yep. All right, so we'll see how we go with our locks of the week. Thanks very much for joining us, Mitch. Where can people find yourself? Uh, if you're interested in rugby league, I did do a podcast last night. So Broncos Weekly is my other podcast at that Brisbane Broncos. We you know, did a bit of other off-season chat there if you're interested. So on Twitter, at Broncos Weekly. Or, as always, me on Twitter, at MitchD0, sorry, underscore 90. All right, there we go. Follow Mitch on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter, at JYNFL. You can follow the show, at Wootenwai. You can also follow follow Moneyball. It's just their uh, website without the dot coms, uh, without the dots from the dot com dot au in their Twitter handle. So it's just Moneyball, C-O-M-A-U. And please sign up today and play some Moneyball, moneyball.com.au. And listen to the show, iTunes, Stitcher. Wooshka Radio Hub, tune in radio, and please give us a like on Facebook, The Wooten Washer. Thanks, guys.